Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, the issue that's on my heart today is the issue of God not remembering our sin. And this is kind of a mind blower concept for me because, you know, I ask myself, how can God not remember my sin when in fact I can't forget my sin? It, it, it amazes me how I can be years removed from a particular sin that I did. Ask God for forgiveness, everything, you know. And yet out of the blue, that sin comes back to haunt me. It comes back to my memory. And with it, you know, feelings of shame, guilt, frustration with myself, even anger with myself, especially looking back and, and realizing the, the issues and damage that, you know, it caused. And um, then you have the issues of, of, like, you can start condemning yourself. You know, how could you have done that? How could God love you? How could God forgive you? Questions start to rise up as to whether or not, you know, you're acceptable before the Lord. And uh, especially when we continue in sin and we keep falling and screwing up, uh, our own conscience condemns us and, and, and really brings into question whether or not God really loves us or if we're really forgiven. And to add insult to injury, you've got Satan right there. Uh, pointing his accusatory finger at us. Look at you. Look at what you did. Remember what you did. And heaping guilt upon us as well. And even since it has taken place years in the past, there's a lot of baggage that can accumulate from those things. And it can really impact our relationship with the Lord and our relationship with other people. And I want to encourage you to see how God deals with our sin and the reality of the fact that he does indeed not remember our sin. And what does that mean? How can the God who knows everything, who exists outside of time and space, knows the end from the beginning, knows everything about us our entire lives before we were ever born, how can he not remember our sin? Well, we've got to understand what the Bible talks about when, when he says that he doesn't remember our sin. And there's some steps involved that uh, pertain to our being forgiven for our sin, for that sin being removed from us, and then God choosing not to remember it. So I want to give you some passages in the Bible that I hope that you can lean on so that, you know, if, if things come back up regarding your sins, stuff that you've asked for forgiveness for and repented of and all, and you're still feeling guilt, you're still wondering if God loves you, if, if he cares about you, uh, if he can use you, uh, just the junk that comes up from, from the repercussions of sin. Here's some things that God has to say about it, okay? 
In Isaiah chapter 43, verse 25, God says, I, even I, am the one who wipes out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. That's huge. We got to understand that it is God who wipes out our sins. And that word for wipe out means to blot out or to erase. And it's a term that's used for uh, kind of like a ledger where um, checks and balances, debts and assets are kept like a checkbook. And when God says that he wipes out our transgressions, he goes in and he erases those sins from the record. He makes them disappear. But for him to do that, he had to come as a man, Jesus Christ, and give his life on the cross. In John chapter 1930, we know this passage. It says, when Jesus had received the sour wine, and he's on the cross, he's crucified, he's, it says, Therefore, when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. And the way that he said it is finished, it was not in a wimpy, quiet uh, whisper or something like that. The, the grammar is that he shouted it. The, God, the other gospels tell us it was with a loud cry. And the term, it is finished, is a banking term, meaning paid in full. So when God says in Isaiah, I'm the one who wipes out your transgressions for my own sake, he's glorified by the goodness that he does to us by him paying for our sins on the cross through the blood of Christ. He wipes out those transgressions because Jesus paid the debt in full. And that is so awesome because I can't get rid of that debt. Never could, never will be able to. But Jesus did it. God erases the debt that I owed because Jesus paid it with his own blood. And then upon that, God says, I will not remember your sins. The word there for, for remember isn't like you forget something and then, oh, it comes back into your mind. Um, and, you know, we, we, we kind of equate it with forgetting something. God doesn't forget our sin, okay? He knows it all. Before we existed, he knew it all. So when he says he won't remember it anymore, the word there in Hebrew is zachar, and it means not to remember or to bring to mind, but it's also used in the legal sense of not admitting in court, not bringing it into a court case. And so what God is telling us is that he wipes out our sin, our debt, because of the blood of Christ, and he does not take it into consideration anymore. Unlike people, God does not rub our face in our failures. 
He does not bring up stuff from the past and say, well, remember when you did this and remember when you did that? God doesn't do that to us. As a matter of fact, we know the passage where uh, God says that his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, you know, as high as the heavens are above the earth. And we normally think of that and, and go, oh, well, yeah, God's ways are different. And, you know, God thinks differently than we do, which is true. But when you look at the context of it, it's in the context of God calling Israel back to himself and calling them to repent of their sins. And he says that he'll forgive them and he'll bless them again. And then he says, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So God is telling him, look, you come back to me, you repent, and I'm going to forgive you and I'm going to restore you. I'm not like other people. I'm not like you. When I forgive you and I restore you, it's done. And I'm not going to rub your face in anything ever again. And that's such a comfort because I know for myself, you know, I'm always ready to condemn myself for stuff. And Satan is really ready to accuse us and rub our face in things. But not God. When he forgives us of our sins, he removes those sins and he doesn't bring them up anymore. That's a beautiful thing. So for us, our thing is to repent and to confess our sins. In John, 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, John says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So you see how this works? We confess he's faithful and righteous to forgive those sins and to clean us with the blood of Christ. He cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And here's the thing we've got to consider. That word confess does not mean admit, okay? We can admit to doing something, but we may not agree that what we did was wrong. Okay, the word confess means to say the same thing. So if God says something is a sin and I confess that it is a sin, I am agreeing with God as to what I did was wrong and against his will and against his righteousness and his holiness. And that's key. It's more than admission. It's that confession an agreement, yes, God, I agree with you, this was sin, and I need your forgiveness. And then there's that repentance where we turn away from that with his help, and he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. How much does he cleanse us? How much does he remove that sin from us? Well, listen to uh, what Psalm 103, verses 11 through 14 say. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his loving kindness toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. 
So think about that. How high, you know, is the heavens above the earth? Well, that's how massive his loving kindness is toward those who fear him. How far is east from west? If you go in a straight line, they'll never meet up. They'll never connect. And that's as far as he's removed our transgressions from us. They are gone. They are removed. And we're not, like I said, he's not going to bring them back around uh, and throw them in our face sometime down the road. Verse 13 goes on to say, Just as the father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he himself knows our frame. He is mindful that we are dust. And I love that passage because he knows our frame, not just because he created us, and he knows we're weak, and he knows we're fallen, but he knows our frame because he himself became a man and walked among us for 33 years. He knows what it's like to be tempted. He knows what it's like to suffer. He knows what it's like to be hungry. He knows what it's like to be tired. He knows the kind of things we face in life. And so there is compassion from him. And that is such a comfort that he cares for us so much. And here's, here's another thing that we have as far as God not bringing up our sin. In Micah chapter 7, verses 18 and 19, Micah says, Who is a God like you, who pardons iniquity and passes over the rebellious act of the remnant of his possession? He does not retain his anger forever, and get this, because he delights in unchanging love. His love for you never changes. He is not like us. He is not, you know, he, he, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts higher than our thoughts. And that love that he has for us does not change. Verse 19 says, he will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. Yes, you will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. When you throw something into the sea, it's gone. Okay? It's gone. And I was, I was just, just for, for interest's sake, I, I looked up what the deepest part of the ocean is. Okay? And it's in the Pacific, and it's a... It's a canyon, basically, called Challenger Deep. And Challenger Deep is seven miles deep below the surface of the water. To give you an idea, if you were to take Mount Everest, okay, from the very, very base all the way up, and you put that into Challenger Deep, it would still be a mile from the top of Mount Everest to the surface of the sea. That's how deep that part of the ocean is. And what God is driving home is when he casts our sin away from us, as far as the east is from the west, 
into the depths of the sea. They're gone as far as he is concerned. He doesn't bring them back up. It's over. It's paid for. It's erased out of the ledger. And so when we confess our sins to the Lord, there is a fresh new start all the time. In Lamentations chapter uh, 3, verse 21 through 24, this is Jeremiah, and Israel's in sin, and he's suffering because of the sins of Israel, and he's weighed down and burdened. And this is what Jeremiah says. This I recall to mind. Okay, I'm remembering this, he says. Therefore I have hope. The Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I have hope in him. Now, sin has consequences, okay? And sometimes those follow us for life, um, such as the nature of sin. But as far as our standing before God, there is loving kindness, compassion, mercy, forgiveness, and love. And if you're struggling with stuff that you've done and you're condemning yourself and Satan's condemning you and you're carrying around this heavy weight on your shoulders, Understand that God does not put that weight there. Understand that God has removed that junk from you. It's not in his books. He doesn't bring it to mind. Whenever Satan tries to accuse us before him, Satan will bring up our past, but God's response is we're not going there. That's, that's not admissible in my court. No, that's gone. So there's such a comfort there. So I encourage you, you know, just hold to the promises of Jesus. And when, when you feel condemned, when you feel the shame, when Satan points a finger at you, you know what? Fall upon the truth of what God says about all of this. As far as he's concerned, it's gone. His mercies are new every morning. Every day that the sun comes up, it's a fresh start. You and him moving forward into this journey that he has set forth for you so that you can become the man or the woman that he has designed you to be. Ultimately, someone who will grow into the image of Jesus Christ. You look at the New Testament, the people that God called, Jesus called, they weren't perfect people. And even after they were saved, they still weren't perfect people. They were constantly growing in the relationship with the Lord, falling, being forgiven, repenting, getting back up, and continuing on the journey with Jesus. So I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that if you are weighed down by the past, drop it at the feet of Jesus. If you... If you're listening to this and you're not a Christian, 
Jesus has already paid for your sin. He wants to forgive you of your sin. All you have to do is ask him to forgive you. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. You turn away from your sin. You confess that sin. You say, Jesus, I agree with you that I have sin in my life. I want it gone. I want to repent and I want to be right with you. And he will forgive you. And he will set you on a course with a new life with him moving you toward his goals and purposes, which are far greater than anything you could ever imagine for yourself, and ultimately being with him throughout all eternity. So God bless you. Jesus loves you. And don't let sin weigh you down. His mercies are new every morning.